0: Everybody, it's Greg. Welcome to the PGI podcast, where we discuss an industry full of opportunity for people just like you and me. Today marks our first interview on the podcast, and we've got a good one for you. This guest embodies all that is good within the industry. He is a longtime industry friend and a professional at his craft. Please join me as I welcome Greg Walters. Hello, Greg. Hi, well, Greg. There. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. It's a real treat. <laughs> so let's just dig right in, if you don't mind.
1: You know, I, in your introduction, you said longtime friend, and my mind went back to the very first time we met, and uh, it was at an exhibition at EGSA. We caught each other's eye across the room, and you actually... Um, reached out to me and came over and we had a nice discussion. Um, I don't know why that came to mind when you said that, but it did. It's a fun. I'm well, glad it did. <laughs> it's funny you said that. There must have been
0: some magnetism because I'm uh, a shy person, and so <laughs> and so for me to initiate that, there had to have been um, just a connection right from the get go. So, thanks for reflecting on that. Uh, I have some questions I'd like to ask you, but before we get started um, on those, I've got some questions that might allow the uh, audience to get to know you a little better. Are you okay if I ask you a few things? Absolutely. Uh, Okay, thanks for that. Uh, Unlike um, school or work, there's no wrong answer, so you're safe here. (laughs) Good. All right, so cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And um, your favorite color? That would be blue. A shade of blue or just blue in general? Just blue in general. Okay. Mine as well. Uh, window or aisle?
1: Definitely aisle. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story associated with that, but <laughs> it's not appropriate for this conversation. All right. <laughs> Let me ask you this has it changed over the years? It did. Used to okay. be a window person. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's too funny. I have the same, no, probably a different story, but I have had the same transformation. So it'd be interesting <laughs> to share that one day. <laughs> and uh, last question of these difficult ones uh, sweet or salty?
1: Oh my gosh. I am uh, equal sides. I love sweets, but that just okay. drives you to the salty side. And it's, yeah. it's, It's a I go back and forth. Okay. So I would recommend a payday candy bar then for you. Mm-hmm. I'm in with that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, got them all embedded. Well, again, thank you for joining me. As I shared with you um, on a couple of occasions, the the whole point of the podcast is to bring other people awareness of the industry. It's a phenomenal industry, and I think we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't know it exists. And there's a lot of opportunity within the industry. And my real desire, my real goal is to have conversation with people like you who have made the uh, industry a career and learn a little more about your experiences and then use that to hopefully intrigue and inspire other people to come and explore and join the industry and uh, do the same thing we have, just make a career out of it. So... That's my goal. We just we just chat and uh, we'll we'll walk through some questions together, but really just a conversation between two guys that are uh, committed to the industry and and passionate about
1: it. So is yes. that good with you? Absolutely, worthy goal.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you. So <clears throat> we've been through the welcome. We know now you're Greg Walters. Can you just take a, a few minutes and introduce yourself a little deeper and. Um, Give us all a little insight as to what you currently do and how long you've been associated with the power generation industry.
1: Sure, sure. Um, I'm 61 years old, I can't believe it, Uh, time flies. And I actually joined Hotstar 24 years ago, almost to the day. Wow. And that's really where my association with the power generation industry started. Um, I was hired to uh, be an account manager, a sales role, Working with major OEMs that produce gensets and engines, so all the names in our industry that you're familiar with, um, I was lucky enough to work with them at the uh, at the OEM level at the factory, and then four years ago moved into the sales manager role, and helping others to do the same now. So, uh, very satisfying. I've got two boys that are grown and five grandkids. That, wow! Uh, we just got together for the first time a few days ago, all five of them. So, fantastic! I'll email you a picture. <laughs> I would
0: have greatly enjoyed that. So, uh, the two things that you've said that really stuck with me is twenty-four years and five grandchildren. Yeah, that yeah, happened did. fast, didn't it? It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's neat. So, just point of curiosity: uh, you've, you've been at Hot Start twenty-four years. Is that common mm-hmm. for, for your company? People to be there that long?
1: Yeah, the 10-year high start is amazing. Um, we've had several in the 40-year time frame that have retired in recent memory. Um, we still have some in the 30 years, a lot in 20s. As a matter of fact, um, I was in a meeting with my boss, the CEO, Terry Judge, the other day, and he commented that um, out of, I think, 150 people approximately, um more than a quarter of those have over 20 years. Unbelievable. In the in the
0: company, so wow, that is amazing. Maybe uh, if time allows, we can dig into that a little deeper. Um, sure, I'd like to explore whether that's a. Um, you guys are out west, so is mm-hmm. that a Western thing? Is that a, a company culture? Is that intentional? But maybe we will have a few minutes to get back to that if you if time allows. So love to dive into that. Okay, thank you. I think. Um, I think that'd be interesting to people too. One of the knocks on our current generation is that they switch jobs every 15 months. And and that may be true, uh, but maybe that's generated by the fact that companies don't position themselves to have long-term employees or long-term commitment to employees. So maybe there's something to explore there. Um, in the meantime, let's move on to the, the next question. Uh, you mentioned you work for Hot Start. Can you take us a little deeper into what Hot Start uh, does, what products and services they sell, support. Sure,
1: sure. Uh, Hot Start is a thermal management company. Up until um, probably just a few years ago, um, we were associated with engine heating. So in the power generation industry, uh, any prime mover, whether it's diesel or gas, Hot Start was um, a major supplier of the, the jacket water heaters, the coolant heaters. Um, we kind of rebranded ourselves a few years ago and really focused on thermal management. And that was really in uh, pursuit of expanding our expertise. So we'd been in business since 1942, almost 80 years old, always with engine heating in mind, but with all the renewables, the decarbonization, and the growth of the energy storage market, especially lithium ion batteries used in energy storage, we saw the opportunity to get into the thermal management of those batteries, which involves cooling as well as heating. So we're now expanding our expertise in the cooling area. And there are seven major markets that we're involved in. Power generation is probably our most consistent, largest contributor to the revenue at hot start followed by the hazardous location, which is the oil and gas industry. And then, uh, There are several other markets that we deal in, whether it's machinery, railroad, marine, um, on-highway truck, and then, of course, the clean energy market, which really is focused right now on cooling and heating, thermal management of uh, lithium ion batteries and energy storage. So Hmm. very exciting uh, to be making some moves away from our traditional markets. And a new technology to boot. Exactly. Um, it wasn't a big leap to go from heating to cooling. Uh, it definitely yeah. required some expertise, um, improvement, some, some bringing on of some new resources. But it's been amazing to see how easily we picked up that piece and yeah. making some inroads. Interesting. So as,
0: as a sales manager, do you have uh, responsibility over those seven different business groups?
1: Yeah, I have a, a finger in, in all of those. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're headquartered in Spokane, Washington. So that's where all of our manufacturing, our engineering design and uh, administrative functions are located, but we also have satellite offices, one for railroad in the Chicago area, an oil and gas operation in Houston. And then we have overseas offices in the UK, Birmingham, um, a sales office in manufacturing warehousing in Cologne, Germany, and then a sales office in Tokyo. Okay. Um, with the primary markets in those satellite offices outside of the U.S. being um, power generation, but also in machinery and marine. Okay.
0: So given that we're on the call together, I am certain that your favorite business group is power generation. Is there Any question about
1: that? No question about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah. Do you do you speak any of the, uh, or pieces of any of the other languages
1: and places that, that you guys go? Like... Japanese, for example? None. <laughs> None, okay. I wouldn't attempt. Um, <laughs> no, thank goodness. Uh, all of those locations are gracious enough to use English on a regular basis. So,
0: Okay. Yes, indeed. The world is a small place. Mm-hmm. Excellent, thank you. Well, I think you've already answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It's just to give you the opportunity to expound on it if you want to. It's uh, And if you don't want to, that's okay. I think you've touched on it, but... Uh, if you want to describe further how your products and services fit within the power generation, you mentioned uh, engine heating. Uh, so, can you can you just share that a little bit deeper about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. As I mentioned, uh, engine coolant heaters, water jacket heaters, as they're often referred to in the industry, are our claim to fame and, and a lot of what we do. Uh, but we also heat other components on the engine, such as lube oil, uh, battery warmers. We heat diesel fuel. Um, crankcase ventilation components, as well as diesel exhaust fluid now with all the after treatment. Um, And of course, the cooling piece, as well as heating for the energy storage batteries. Um, So that's actually process refrigeration or chillers along with all the fluid distribution, cold plates and uh, the controls associated with those. Okay.
0: So for my own selfish knowledge, this isn't one of my questions, but do you do that out of Spokane, the the cooling part?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Awesome. Well, I'd uh, like to schedule, next time I'm in the area, a uh, factory tour to see that side of your business. I haven't seen that before. You are welcome, as well as any of your listeners. <laughs> oh, Thank you. I appreciate that. So, do you recall how you became acquainted with the power generation industry and what attracted you to join?
1: Yeah. that The initial immersion, I guess, in the power generation industry really came with my start at Hot Start. Um, I joined the company after working for a Detroit diesel distributor in the Spokane area, which coincidentally was just a few blocks from Hot Start. And I did not even know Hot Start, although we had their products on our shelf. And um, I actually heard through an acquaintance who was a member of an SAE committee in Spokane, Mm -hmm. a chapter. Um, The chairman of that chapter worked at Hot Start, and he had approached Tim O'Reilly, a friend of mine who who I worked with, to uh, consider a sales position with Hot Start. They were expanding. Uh, Tim wasn't interested, he passed the lead on to me, and fortunately the opportunity opened up and I was able to go to work for Hot Start. And I remember early on in that career, just a few months later, um, traveling in Peoria, Illinois in a rental car and thinking, how in the world? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was I attributed this opportunity to go call on one of the major OEMs um yeah. in the Midwest we can all guess who that is but uh yeah uh, it was it was phenomenal and uh, uh very exciting and satisfying from from day one
0: yeah yeah i've had a few of those moments where you wake up and you realize you're in the middle of something and it's like wow how did i get here <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Whether it's geographically, like you're talking about, even with Peoria in the Midwest, or standing in front of the, the cat building and the cat organization to, you know, you're you're just a guy from the West Coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. One of the neat things about this industry, it affords those kinds of opportunities.
1: Yes, uh, many. <laughs> Indeed.
0: So I think you've touched on this one also, but I'm going to go back to it in case there's other um, aspects of your career you want to uh, expand for other people's awareness. Uh, You're currently the sales manager with Hot Start, and you mentioned a few other things that you've done there with the company, but uh, other positions within the industry that you would identify uh, for, for other people's awareness of what goes on behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, just to uh, reiterate that I was in sales for twenty years as an account manager. We refer to them as market managers, um, so really with a responsibility for the power generation industry for the company. Um, so prior to that, uh, really not in the industry directly. Okay. Uh, I grew up in a small manufacturing company that was family owned. We we rebuilt starters and alternators for on highway truck and industrial equipment. I'm sure some of that stuff went on genset. But started out as a mechanic in that company business, worked my way into sales and then really maintained a sales role in whatever position or whatever company I worked with after that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that.
1: So you mentioned you've been in the industry for 24 years or
0: with Hot Start anyway for 24 years. What keeps you there? What keeps you in the industry?
1: Hot Start is a unique company. I think even in the uh, inland Northwest, we're in Eastern Washington, um, probably one of the best companies in the area. Uh, I'd, I'd venture to say it's probably one of the best companies in the world. It's it's a culture and an environment that um, it's just second to none in terms of how they treat their employees. Um, mm-hmm. It's still family-owned by the fourth generation of the original founder, and no intention to sell out or to uh, uh, make any changes. Uh, they, they really... The board of directors and the shareholders have a sincere interest in the people and that shows repeatedly and and i see no signs of that changing so um that's the primary reason but also you know we've often talked about the relationships that you build in this industry and i think they're unique Mm. i think uh even with competitors over the years i've been astounded by how well uh, relationships develop among competitors um, and that can be seen in associations or wherever you go. Um, there's certainly no lack of them and the relationships continue to thrive. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you say when you get beyond the walls of Hot Start that you've made friends within the industry?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And and direct contact with customers. Some of those relationships have been established you know, over that 24 years and they continue. Um, it's sad that a lot of the People have retired and I've lost touch with them, but uh, I'm sure I could pick up on a moment's notice and uh, enjoy that relationship if I were to bump into them again. But associations, certainly like EGSA and others where um, you only see each other maybe once or twice a year, Mm -hmm. and yet uh, those relationships just, it's like no time went by, and that's very satisfying.
0: Mm. Certainly agree with you there. Have you had this experience? I'd I'd be willing to bet you have, but I'll ask anyway. Um, Have you stopped and thought about the U.S. as a country, and it occurred to you that you have friends or significant business acquaintances almost no matter where you
1: go? I think that's true. Um, The roles I've held at Hot Start, I have been fairly focused by where the customers reside mm-hmm. but when you think of associations and trade shows where you know you've been to the same trade show for 20 plus years mm, and yeah. you've established friendships um there are some that are just so unique and they're they're all over the country and all over the world for that matter yeah um, yeah yeah i i had that
0: uh, thought on a fairly regular basis it's um no matter no matter where you go in this industry you're never alone there, there's somebody that you know that you've met that you that occupies that particular geography or you know mm-hmm. is a is a master in in uh, their particular community or their region so mm-hmm. interesting
1: and we've talked about so, that being unique to the power generation industry and in that it probably exists in other industries but yeah, uh, I think it's unique with us certainly special in
0: this industry isn't it mm-hmm. yeah So what do you think attracts others to join and stay within the industry? We just touched on relationships and the Mm -hmm. opportunity to build those. But are there other things that attracts people to this industry?
1: You know, I think the most logical thing is probably the fact that everybody needs power. Uh, Mm. So this market, this industry has continued to grow uh, for the whole time I've been in it. It's phenomenal. And now that we look at all the renewables and all the new technology that's coming into play like energy storage, which is really a segment of power generation, the, uh, the technological advances have to be very attractive to new people entering the industry. Um, so the industry staying current, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And you mentioned multiple countries and, and seven, seven very unique different business units. And, um, and you touch, you, your company touches all
1: of those. S- significant mm-hmm.
0: opportunity within that.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're stronger in some than others, but um, power generation is definitely the most consistent, consistently the largest portion of our business. And when you look at clean energy renewables and the battery storage, that's going to continue to grow. Um so that's not gonna change in the future. I think Hotstart will always be um, very deep into power generation and continue to see it to grow.
0: Yeah, much like um Generac has made uh generators a, a household name mm-hmm. now, uh, Tesla's done a lot to make that battery storage business opportunity extraordinarily
1: visible to people. It is amazing. Those are two great examples.
0: Yeah. So, another question I have for you, and this is this one is uh, one I'm anxious to hear about because there have been very specific people in my life that, uh, in fact, I've called some of them out in uh, earlier episodes of the podcast. But uh, have there been individuals along the way that have been instrumental in your career? Uh, maybe you would even refer to them as mentors.
1: So many, too many to mention. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> 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 I. Uh... I strive to be a lifelong learner, and people teach me stuff every single day. Um, yeah, there have been significant ones, um, but I don't know that I could call out any as being true mentors. It's uh, There have been so many, and uh, yeah. some are long gone, some are retired.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: a lot of them are still younger than me and teaching me things every yeah. day. So, Amen to that
0: okay, well, if you if you change your mind and one comes to mind that you want to call out, then uh, we'll we'll revisit that. but okay, I, I, I think the message is if you choose to learn within this industry, there are people all around you that have a wealth of knowledge that can help you grow.
1: I absolutely agree. Yeah, well, thank
0: you for that. So we talked about Hot Start a little bit about the culture and um, touched on a couple of things that you've done within the company. If I, were, if I were investigating Hot Start right now for a career opportunity, what kind of careers are there available in, in the company, particularly within the power generation industry?
1: Yeah, the first thing that pops into mind is, um, you know, we de, we're, we're very heavily loaded on the engineering and design side, and that includes R&D testing and new product development, as well as maintaining our existing products. So engineers, uh, whether they're mechanical, electrical, and uh, you know, we've hired our first firmware engineer, uh, mm. things are really progressing. And now that we're getting into the cooling side, it's uh, there's so much opportunity with Hot Start in there. But skilled labor, whether it's machining or injection molding, um, we have a tool shop, so a lot of machinists, uh, very experienced and uh, well qualified. Um, those are critical to our operation um, yeah yeah gosh i would be remiss if i didn't mention all the departments so <laughs> yeah. shipping receiving uh, nothing happens without them and the of course materials um and then we have the sales department so <laughs> critical, yeah. critical piece but yeah um yeah it's uh it's wide open tons of opportunity with a manufacturer of anybody in the industry, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: just about just about anything you could imagine. Accounting, like you said, you've got you guys are heavy in engineering. You've got a you've got a manufacturing floor there. You've got uh, testing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got yep. people that are required to maintain the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, surely you must have procurement people, parts people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've those. got an amazing, you've got an amazing inside sales staff because I've dealt with them over the years.
1: They're very top notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, and they they don't go out and make sales calls and travel all over the world like maybe the outside team does, but still an integral part of the whole company process and the industry process for
1: that matter. Yeah, and forefront really is the technical service ability of those people, um, mm-hmm. as well as field service. You know, we. We have a growing need for field service people to be able to go out and do the frontline work of our product. Um, mm-hmm. We can't rely on, um, you know, the traditional service networks to fix and troubleshoot and, and uh, repair some of our larger systems <clears throat> or commission them. Um, right. So lots of opportunity. hmm yeah,
0: that's fantastic. So this one's going to uh, challenge you a little bit, but uh, I think you've got it. So let me let me read it out loud, and um, okay, and then I'll just sit back and enjoy your response. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's imagine you are presenting to a group considering career choices. Yeah. What would you What would you tell them to draw them to the power generation industry? What would be that message?
1: Yeah, I would have a hard time envisioning myself doing that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I guess this is my opportunity. There um, you go. <laughs> you know, growth. I, I touched on growth of the industry earlier. It amazes me to see how this industry has grown over the years, just within a hot start perspective. Um, and there's no stopping it. You know, where we might see a transition from traditional Recip engines, driving com- uh, generators, going to renewables, going to energy storage, which can take so many different forms. Um, mm. You know, I'm no expert in the decarbonization, but that is driving so much change in technology. And there's going to be so much growth in implementing those new technologies around the world. Um, if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to get trained and stay current, uh, I think the opportunity is limitless.
0: Yeah, I agree. So what about compensation? Does this industry pay well? Is it a mediocre industry? Is it uh, above average? How would you describe the the, uh, income opportunities? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't know if I have a complete picture of that, but uh, from what I do know, um, and I think about field service more than anything, Mm -hmm. the, the companies that do it well, And the technicians that excel in those roles for those service companies um, are paid quite well. I've seen really a high level of job satisfaction by those that that have been in it for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's good. I think it's probably better than most industries. Hmm. Okay. You're probably a little jaded on this, but thinking
0: about compensation from a total compensation view, uh, meaning vacations, time off, uh, benefits, you know, dental, vision, that kind of thing. I know Hot Start is well above the average in their benefit package, but, but as a general comment to the industry, do you think we're um, a leader in that realm? Are, are there good benefit packages and options available to employees of the industry?
1: Well, I confess I probably am a little bit jaded based on mm-hmm. my experience at Hot Start. Um, they are unique. I feel, on some of the benefits. Yeah. Okay. But I, my perception is that it's probably above average in the industry. And again, my experience and uh, visibility of that type of thing is, is somewhat limited, like you said. Mm-hmm. But,
0: uh, but certainly your experience with Hot Start, mm-hmm. you know it's above average at at least Hot Start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, agreed. All right. Thank you for that. Um, based on the products you sell, I want to segue a little bit off something you said there a minute ago about field service technicians because that's, okay. again, that's really the spirit behind this podcast is to uh, to bring awareness to the community that uh, there's honor in work. And like f- field service technicians are a critical part of what we do. and Good. There's likely a stigma associated with that that you and I have not seen or experienced. But but there's a perception, um, you know, that the society has placed on some of those things that, uh, like I said, you and I haven't experienced. But talk a little bit about with the products you sell. Obviously, they're installed, maintained, serviced, warrantied by field service technicians that are employed by non-Hot Start employees in, in many ways, probably most of the time. Um, talk about the significance of field service technicians within our industry.
1: I have a soft heart for the field service people in the industry, and it pains me to know that maybe some might have a negative view of that role. Um, I have so much respect for somebody that's out there servicing a genset that that somebody's life might depend on. Um, it just, uh, the, the level of responsibility for these technicians just blows me away. Um, and that's just my personal view. From a hot start perspective, we've relied on these people over the years to provide us feedback. I mean, they're an important customer group as well, obviously, because they buy our product and they, they install it in the aftermarket, but <clears throat> we have we have partnered with so many service type companies across the nation and worldwide to help us solve problems for design uh, design improvements, um, working with them as well as OEMs that they represent to solve problems in the field, and uh, I'm just amazed at their technical ability. And you know, the good ones have so much empathy and so much um, so much concern about the relationship with the end customer, and that's important mm. in, in in any industry. But I've seen it, uh, I've seen it very. Uh, very prominent in the power generation side, uh, because it is such an important piece of equipment.
0: Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that empathy, and that's an interesting comment. Is is that something that companies mandate, or is that just a unique skill set that you've seen uh, excellent
1: technicians Mm. possess? That's an intriguing question. Uh, Can you teach empathy? Um, Mm, Yeah, I don't know. Probably, but I think it's a it's a natural ability probably that that people bring to the job um, it it certainly isn't uh, something that everybody has I think we've all seen yeah. that but it's such a key key piece yeah. to, to doing the job yeah. successfully
0: interesting because you think of um, you think of the technicians as um, mechanical right they're doing mechanical things they're doing they got their hands in the middle of of mechanical and electrical things and yet you're describing a soft skill called empathy that you've identified as a defining difference in in a high quality technician absolutely Um, yeah it's very interesting because again we we stigmatize and stereotype what a technician looks like and they all have dirty hands and they all have on unkempt uniforms and things like that. In reality, that's not the case. Mm-mm. That's a very good point. Yeah, they're professional people and they uh, they have skill sets and abilities that go well beyond their um, their their capabilities with a wrench or a meter or a
1: screwdriver or whatever tool they might be using. They definitely wear a lot of hats or need to, yeah. wear, need to wear a lot of hats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, thanks for
0: sharing that. Uh, you took me down a path that I wasn't expecting. Uh, another thought that you said there that really struck me was going back to your hot start description. You mentioned that you employ a significant amount of engineers and in engineering type activities. And yet you just referenced in describing field service technicians that you HotStart relies on field service technicians to give you input and data on your products.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and and so you have all this talent from an engineering perspective, and yet you rely on people that are out in the field who didn't design it, obviously, <laughs> uh, who did who who didn't get a vote in where the um, you know the thermostat is located or where the coolant comes in or goes out, um, and yet you rely on their input. That was
1: a an interesting realization when you mentioned that. Absolutely, and it wasn't always that way. Um, too often, I think product is designed without the input of that 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 field service person. Uh, we've mm-hmm. actually made a conscious effort to survey field people in new product development before we even go to the design phase um, to get input on what's really important to them because uh, it's critical if they're going to be out there maintaining the equipment. Um, and that even that even goes as far as uh, the gensets themselves. Um, we've all been in the field and had comments from technicians about certain features that, that could have been designed better. And mm-hmm. so it's not just, it's not a hot star phenomenon. I think, uh, any manufacturer can benefit from somebody that's out there actually utilizing their equipment, putting it on, troubleshooting it and, and maintaining mm-hmm. it over time. Yeah. And Breaks that, that, Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say a lot of our engineers value the opportunity to go and talk to field people, um, yeah. the people in the field that are actually working with the equipment. They uh, they highly value that. So,
0: um, yeah, that
1: that realization
0: is not consistent with the stereotype we have of technicians. So no. Yeah. Neat. So you mentioned uh, empathy. Are there other attributes that make a successful field service technician from your observation over the years?
1: Yeah, I think that empathy leads to a discussion about just establishing relationships with the end user, the owner of that equipment. Um, uh, I think about technicians that might be on call 24 7, so they're getting up in the middle of the night to go fix something, uh, especially in the South where they have all the uh, natural disasters, you know, and they're called upon to work maybe 24 7 for a while. Um, that just, that just amazes me, and the successful ones have the ability to establish a relationship and make sure that those customers are satisfied, it's uh benefits everybody.
0: Excellent. So,
1: I, I know you guys don't employ
0: a significant number of field service technicians, but based on your experience, and you've been in the industry a long time, you've met a lot of people. You sell a lot of products to dealers and distributors throughout mm-hmm. the country and throughout the industry. Uh, how would you describe, when you think about some of those conversations you've had with uh, your your customers or, or their sales teams, about what kind of opportunity there is
1: within the industry for field service technicians? My perception is that there's just a constant shortage of qualified technicians. Um, you know, you, all you have to do is flip to the back of a periodical and look at the uh, uh, the help wanted <laughs> sections of those industry mm. periodicals, where people are constantly looking for qualified technicians. And uh, I think that's becoming more apparent with the advancement in technology. Even with uh, the traditional diesel and gas driven gensets, the technology has just gone so far beyond where it was when even when I joined the industry. Um, mm-hmm the electronics and the ability to program and do all those things that I have no idea how to do. Um, I think there's just so much opportunity there. Um,
0: Yeah, and as you referenced, um, everywhere you go, no matter the community, no matter the brand, no matter the size of the area that you're in, Mm -hmm. there's, there's help wanted signs for field service technicians Everywhere you go.
1: Yeah. And I think it's been that that way for for many, many years. Um, It's not not something new.
0: Yeah. So there's a legitimate opportunity. Yeah. So, as a a final thought, and it doesn't have to be the final thought, you may have other things to add before we get done, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, what advice or encouragement would you offer an an individual considering a career within this industry?
1: When I, when I think of it from a technician standpoint, uh, being well-trained and staying current is huge. Um, but there's so much more opportunity just in the power generation industry for a lot of the positions we've already discussed. Um, I know there is probably a huge set of young people extremely keen on renewables. Mm. And that's gonna, that's going to be a major... Uh, employer in power generation going forward. So definitely no uh, no stopping the growth in the industry.
0: Yeah. You mentioned something there with renewables, and I hadn't thought of it that way until I just heard you say that, and that is there's young people interested in that renewables. Because of where we are f- at, from an entire industry perspective, not only is there opportunity, there is opportunity to really influence the future of of what that product becomes and and how that product is distributed absolutely uh, it's a it's a very interesting time in our industry if 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 renewables is your um passion or your or your interest because we as a, as a total industry we're just moving in that direction so it's a very interesting uh aspect of of what you mentioned there
1: it's extremely interesting. And, you know, coming from the traditional power generation side of, you know, fossil fuel burning equipment, um, you know, that's going to continue to play an important part in the industry. We all agree there, but, um, there's going to be a continuing growth on that clean energy side and and it could even be clean fuels to drive those traditional pieces of equipment. So, Mm -hmm. um, It's going to be exciting to look back in 10 years and see what's actually happened and even even beyond. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. A whole new phase ahead of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Any uh, parting shots you want to share with the audience or uh, a potential uh, candidate for our industry? Anything you'd like to share? Um.
1: The, uh, just, just that, uh, there is so much opportunity and you can think of power generation as an industry, but there are so many segments and all you have to do is look at some of the, the manufacturers like Generac, that you mentioned earlier, and they are branching out in so many different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, check
0: it out. Yeah, that's exactly what I heard you saying. You didn't say it, but I heard you saying, "Come join us, man! Come on, it's it's too exciting to ignore." Well said. Just come, yeah, come, come be with us. Come join us. Come make a difference, right? You, you hear about that a lot with young people. They want to be involved in something bigger than them and something they can make a difference in. And as a pair of sixty-one-year-olds, it's not just the young
1: people <laughs> that want that either, right? That's what that's what you want too, right? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I'm getting strug, uh, drug into this journey, kicking and screaming in some respects, but, um, all I have to do is look at this, these young people that are so excited and, uh, I come around. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We can feed off their energy. So. There's,
1: there's truth yeah. in that.
0: Yeah. Come join us. Well, we talked a little bit about hot start and, uh, the, the, um, the purpose of the podcast isn't a specific company. It's not my company or your company, but but certainly it does expose people to opportunities. Like you said, you worked down the street and had no idea Hot Start or this industry existed for that matter. And you were working in Detroit Diesel that makes engines for this industry. And uh, and um, so it, if, if somebody's interested in knowing more about Hot Start or learning about opportunities within Hot Start, uh, how can they best accomplish that, or or maybe they won't even want to reach out to you? Is there a absolutely a way?
1: Yeah, yeah. My my email is gwalters at hotstart.com. Um, you know, everybody's using LinkedIn these days. I enjoy that, so can connect there. Uh, but uh, okay. plenty. Check out our website. There's plenty of links to to interact with with people at Hot Start. You're
0: on the World Wide Web too. This is amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look where we've come. <laughs> doing a podcast. Thank yeah, you for this, And Greg.
0: doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: This is my first, mm-hmm. by the
0: way. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it a blast? So you said your email is G, the letter G, Walters, with an S. Yep. At hotstart.com. That's it. Okay. Well, Greg, I can't thank you enough. Uh, your friendship means the world to me, and uh, the fact that you would take some time to... Share with a broader audience and uh, help promote the industry. That's the spirit behind this: is to bring other people an awareness and an opportunity to join our industry. And you're the uh, you're the first interview. Wow! You're the you're the perfect interview because of your experiences and your uh, your view on the industry and um, and the relationship that we've enjoyed for a number of years now. And so. Thank you again for coming on and for joining and for uh exposing something that
1: we're both very passionate about. Thank you, Greg. I've enjoyed the conversation and hopefully others will find value in it. Certainly will.
0: Folks, that's Greg Walters, sales manager at Hotstart. You can reach him at GWalters at Hotstart.com. He is a true professional and an asset to the industry. Thank you for listening today. And please share the podcast with someone who needs to be in the industry. A new interview will be coming soon. Hard to beat this one, though. In the meantime, you can reach me at gregl at powergenerationinstitute.com. So that's